Hi, this is Christine Granados, and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Tales from the Hood, Motherhood, that is. I'm the author of two books of fiction, and I've been a writer at daily and weekly newspapers for over 20 years. And what you'll be listening to are anecdotes for parents all about the struggles and joys of raising children and being married. And because I'm stuck at home in the middle of a lovely and hot central Texas summer during a global pandemic, I thought I'd devote episode 9 to my history with swimming pools, which is definitely a love-hate relationship. Passing the time with above-ground pools. Like drunken Romans cavorting around in celebration of Poplifugia or People's Flight, the children in my house in the early 2000s loved running nude in the backyard through sprays of water during the hot month of July. They worshiped water during these summer months. And to help honor their love of H2O, we bought the deluxe inflatable swimming pool that was advertised in the newspaper. And they both waited as patiently as they could for me to inflate their little slice of paradise. And it took me all of the two hours to inflate the pool. I laid it out on our patio deck and sat down in front of it and quite literally blew, like the big bad woof. The boys, who were five and three years old, danced around in anticipation of the fun they were going to have, and they were still pretty peppy after the first ten minutes, but after fifteen, they started asking, when is it going to be ready? Then a short while later, they were gone. I was left on the porch alone. And this probably should have been my first clue that I should have gone ahead and repurposed this plastic pool into a pond. But I sat on that porch and I blew and I blew, looking a lot like Louis Armstrong. And I have to say, expelling all that hot air was liberating. The man I live with said I was the perfect candidate for the job as much as I talk when he comes home. I didn't really laugh at that because my cheeks were way too sore. Pool construction of the blow-up variety makes your ears pop, gives you a headache, and chap lips. And this is the good part. There's an insatiable thirst that overtakes you after the first hour. It's something that can't be quenched with two bottles of water or a tall glass of iced tea. Lemonade seems to do the trick, though. The pool was finished after many drinks, many daydreams, and lots of hot air. And before I put water in it, my two sons had stripped naked and jumped in. They stood in their birthday suits, grinning like Cheshire cats, and looking, quite literally, a little insane. And after ten minutes of heated negotiations, they streaked off to hunt for some swim trunks. Not long after, the spokesman for the two walked outside in the buff and said, with his hands on his hips, Uh, Mama, we, uh, were looking for our twunks, and, uh, we couldn't find them. He lifted his hands off his hips and waved them in the air. We looked everywhere. I abandoned the running hose in the pool and walked inside, to help in the search. 
And when I entered their bedroom, I saw that every, and I mean every, stitch of clothing that was once inside their dresser drawers was on the floor. Perhaps if I wasn't lightheaded from blowing up the pool, I would have been angry, but I laughed. And then I rooted around the floor for their trunks, which I found under their bed. More negotiation deals were struck after I threatened to ban swimming if they didn't pick up the piles of clothing on the floor. Although nothing was folded when it was put back in the dresser, I reasoned that the battle was won. So they were finally, finally able to go swimming, just two days and three hours after we purchased the pool. I thanked the Romans for the invention of the pool as I sat on that porch alone for the first time in months, and I watched their joyful splashes, yelling and laughter. And I thought, I need one of these for the restroom so I can finally be alone. It might at least make it harder for them to get to me. I also started to reminisce about the pools of my youth. And I'm not talking about the built-in underground 45,000 gallon of water chore generator that occupied me with an endless amount of work that I had in my teens. But the above ground variety that dad bought every other year when he was on a budget. He purchased these pools to try to keep his three children who were living at home from killing one another during their summer vacation. And like me, my father, my father liked to cut corners, which meant that we kids had to help him with the installation of the above ground pools. And it always started with digging a shallow trench. The most memorable pool he bought us was the fancy home and room that had debuted a new 52-inch high wall. This meant we would get a full three feet deep swimming area. And he was so excited to be the first to get the model because it was new and he explained to us what a treat this was gonna be. And the last, last thing that an adolescent girl wants to hear about are new innovations in pool design. The last thing an adolescent girl wants to do is use a shovel under the 100 degree sun in the Chihuahua Desert with her two brothers and father. Dad handed the three of us borrowed shovels and we started to dig in the middle of the backyard. As we dug, he measured off a 24-foot circle around us with spray paint from an aerosol can. We dug in the hard desert sand for what seemed to me like days, but was more approximately about an hour. Dad used a billiard cue as a trowel to level our freshly dug hole. Next up was placing patio stones along the perimeter of the trench we dug. My job was getting the stones from the trunk of the car to my brothers and father who were busy erecting the skeleton of our pool. I wasn't happy about my assignment and I wasn't quiet about it either. So that by the time we had to uncoil the pool walls, all of us were giddy with anticipation as the sun set over the Franklin Mountains. The hardest part for us was keeping the galvanized steel frame wall up after we uncoiled it. My brothers and I had to wrestle with the frame and hold it still long enough for Dad, who was inside the pool walls, to tighten the bolts that held everything in place with a wrench. Dad's goal was to get the pool liner in place before nightfall. My brothers and I held the steel galvanized frame up for nearly three hours with a little help from our mother. She came outside when it was dark 
and rigged a halogen lamp to an azalea bush close by. We had just enough light to see, and we were making great progress in the cool, dark evening. With just two sections left to bolt into place, a moth grazed my arm, which made me panic and scream. I not only panicked and screamed, but I waved my arms in a wild, blind dance that caused me to trip and fall into the wall that toppled into itself. On my back, helpless and frightened, I watched as the wall collapsed in slow motion like dominoes in a circle that revealed my father in the middle. The look on his face made me jump up and head for the door even before he yelled, go inside. And before stepping inside and in tears, I said, I'm sorry. And all four of my family members screamed, go. The pool lasted three years. Just three years later, my father decided we were going to get an in-ground pool. And the one question all of us asked was, do we have to help build it? Thankfully, he said no. So we got the gunite pool installed and we used it almost year round in the desert. Like the Romans who invented swimming pools, we enjoyed the decadent diversion in our backyard. Thank you for listening and for choosing to spend your time with me. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listened. For more information about the podcast, me, and other things I've written, go to christinegranados.com. And please feel free to become a listserv subscriber there. I'd like to thank Kevin McLoyd for all the music in the podcast and sound engineer Cookie Hey Looky. And if you visit their YouTube channels, you can check out their talents on your own. Next week, I'm going to weigh in on the pros and cons of the American and Mexican tooth fairy. <laughs>